0: You are listening to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. Welcome to Blood on the Tracks, an exploration and celebration of film soundtracks and scores. I'm your host, Lee Russell, and this is episode 71, and it's the end of the year. This is going to come out a day late, unfortunately. It's going to come out in 2024, but it's still out. You know, uh, there was a good chance it wouldn't even have gotten out because my personal life has been fraught with uh, other things going on lately, so... Uh, Apologies it's a day late, but, I mean, that's what you get. You get what you pay for. Yeah, we're gonna sort of ring out 2023 with uh, another entry in the little series I come back to every once in a while now that I, I believe I started this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I started it this past year. The unused or rejected scores. So this is gonna be part three of unused or rejected scores for movies. And basically, you know, either scores were fully recorded and scrapped at the last minute or a lot of it was thrown out maybe the score was used in one version of the film but overseas was redone by somebody else like a good example of that is always like the AIP films usually over in Europe you'd have like Mario Bava films and the like they'd have their original scores and then when AIP would pick them up and distribute them in North America They'd get, like, Les Baxter to do a new score for it. But anyway, yeah, we're going to do that again. That's what's going to happen in this episode. I've got four films, I believe, we're going to take a look at. Some of the music. And, of course, if you're not familiar, I asked you, the listeners, if you wanted me to provide a little bit of the original music first and then get into the actual music that was rejected and so that's what we're going to do. So let's just get into it. We're going to get into The Payback from Hell Up in Harlem from 1973, done by James Brown. So Hell Up in Harlem was uh, written directed by Larry Cohen. It was one of his exploitation films, sequel to Black Caesar. Brown's score, which he mostly co-wrote with uh, trombonist uh, Fred Wesley was rejected by the producers. I guess they kind of dismissed it as same old, same old James Brown stuff. Um, And James Brown even said himself that director Larry Cohen rejected the music as not funky enough, but Larry Cohen denied it on the um, DVD commentary track for black caesar cohen states that executives at american international pictures were already unhappy with brown for delivering songs much longer than expected on black caesar and slaughter's big ripoff and so opted for a deal of motown records instead and we've got three snippets from songs in the original score by edwin Starr, which are ain't it hell up in harlem easing in and jennifer's love theme and then we're going to give you an example of James Brown's uh, music for this, which is The Payback. And The Payback ended up being a very successful record for James Brown when he just released it on his own. Uh, it was released in December 1973, and it was Brown's 37th studio album at that point, And it was the only one to be certified gold. So um, Brown kind of got the last laugh there, I think, in a way. But um, you will see that like the titular track, the payback, is like eight minutes long, pretty much. So you can see what the, the producers were saying, right? Where it's like all these tracks, and like if you look at the album, all the tracks are pretty much around that length. They're, they're all long, like five to ten minutes or something along those lines. So I guess they probably had a point. It wasn't what they were looking for, and we'll get into those now.
1: But well, I can dig that backstabbing.
0: Okay, up next we have Stanley Kubrick's The Shining from 1980. And the tracks we're going to look at here are from Wendy Carlos's and Rachel Elkine's original score. Uh, We got Shining title music, Greetings Ghosties, Danny, and A Ghost Piano from the original soundtrack that was composed. Um, Wendy Carlos composed this entire score after reading King's novel, I guess. This was before Kubrick even had a draft of the film completed, and Elkine co-composed and produced it. Uh, They worked together on a lot of stuff uh, around this time. Only three of the 30 tracks they did were used, though. And the the one shining title music that you're going to hear here was edited down and recomposed for the original opening credits. Kubrick replaced and scrapped most of the score for a lot of non-original music, arranged by Gordon Stainforth, opting for modern classical pieces by composers like uh, Grigori Ligeti, uh, Ligeti, I mean, and Bella Bartok, and honestly, uh, this had happened before to Windy Carlos, Uh, sort of of the same similar stuff had happened on Clockwork Orange, so uh, by that point, Carlos was like so disillusioned with working with uh, Kubrick that she decided to never work with him again after this. You can actually find the entire Shining original score on uh, Carlos's Rediscovering Lost Scores compilation, if you're so inclined. Um, And there's a nice copy of it on the Internet Archive. But before that... We're going to hear some from the original score, of course. So we have the main title of The Shining. Uh, We have The Awakening. And then we get into the Carlos Elkind stuff. Shining title music, Greetings Ghosties, like I said, Danny, and A Ghost Piano. And we're going to get into those now. There's this show called Movie Melt And you probably know about it Uh, And it's once every two I have no idea how often this is uploaded (laughs) And it's a show where A bunch of companeros get together And we play some fun games (laughs) Trivia mainly Uh, We talk about new releases Uh, We have some fun games Where we try and guess the title of a movie Based on stuff that really Probably religious people write on IMDb (laughs) Yeah, it takes about 20 hours to record. There's always a failure midway through, uh, and then the highlight of the week of the of the show is um, reviewing a movie. Usually, it's kind of a interesting, lesser known, cult type movie, and it's uh, quite enjoyable. It sounds good in theory. Yes,
2: <laughs> I might have a listen one day. Oh. Wow! Wow!
0: next we have Streets of Fire from 1984, the Walter Hill film, and the unused score by James Horner. So Horner actually wrote three different scores for this film, apparently, but Hill didn't like any of them. Um, So the suite you're going to hear is of re-recorded material, which in the full version runs about uh, twelve minutes or so. Here I've got it at I don't know, I can't even remember the time. Uh, it's it's not the entire thing, but um, if you want to hear it, it can be found on the James Horner Action Collection. Um, so Hill brought in various composers and acts to fill out the soundtrack and score for this film, including uh, Jim Steinman, um, The Blasters, and uh, Ry Cooter. And basically, Ry Cooter was brought on because both Hill had worked with him before, of course, but his rejected Rockabilly score um, for Burt Reynolds' Stoker Ace uh, interested hill. It's, hey, that kind of sounds like what I want for this film. So he brought uh, Ry Cooter in and had him add a bit of his music into this, um, basically rearranged, reused versions of the stuff he had written for Stoker Ace. So before you hear the suite by James Horner, you're going to hear uh, clips of Tonight Is What It Means To Be Young, composed by Jim Steinman Performed by Fire Inc. with Holly Shearwood on vocals. You're going to hear a bit of Blue Shadows by The Blasters and Hold That Snake by Rai Cooter.
1: crazy she called me up on the phone she said come on over daddy cause I hate you freaking alone said I had a little I had to have a little more uh-huh. yeah. we tried trying to get up I could not get out the door uh-huh. yeah. there's a big old snake crawling right across the floor, and I told her hold oh, on oh, till your daddy gets there
0: final selection for this episode we're going to look at a rejected score for the movie Cyborg from 1989 originally directed by Albert Pyun until it was taken away from him the original score was done by Tony Riparetti and Jim Sad and it was a rock synth score. Basically, what happened is that the movie did really bad in test screenings. So they decided we're gonna, first, we're gonna scrap Albert Pune. We're gonna fire him. And we're gonna put in director Sheldon Liddich to do reshoots. So once they did that, and along with Van Damme, basically collaborated to uh, do a lot of re editing, uh, a lot of reshoots. And unfortunately, that made it so that the original score no longer fit. So they had to bring in Kevin Bassinson to record a new score, and one that was more appropriate. Although it's, I mean, honestly, not nearly as good. <laughs> um, I Don't get me wrong, I like parts of it, but it's definitely not nearly as good as uh the rejected score this was later you know the film was later restored to the director's original vision albert pune had got a director's cut of cyborg uh, eventually where he got to put the original score back in this cut is usually known as the slinger cut and uh it's a vastly different version of cyborg than what you might be uh familiar with don't get me wrong i, st- I still love the original cyborg that we got the uh The cheesy, not quite good, but not quite terrible Jean-Claude Van Damme film in the dying days of canon films. I I think Pune had the better vision, and I think his version is the better film, honestly. But uh, we're going to hear an excerpt from the original score, um, or the score that came with the theatrical version of the movie that was released. And this is uh, Knife to Meet You by Kevin Bassinson. And then after that, we'll get into the Tony Ripperetti and Jim sad Sweet. And that'll be the episode. I hope you enjoyed it, guys. Uh, hopefully 2024 treats you better than 2023 did, whether you had a good 2023 or not. I didn't have a great one, so I'm definitely hoping the new year will be a lot better. We'll see you in about a month's time. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you down the road. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to blood on the tracks for further episodes go to tmbdos.podbean.com thank you drive through